What is up? What is good? We are back in New York, and we are back in the studio. And Sims, what up? How you feeling? I'm feeling. How are you? Do you like my shirt? I do like your shirt. I'm actually kind of annoyed by it. Why? I mean, shit, I'm only the one that started to call him the greatest of all time. You think the guy who made the freaking shirt could give me one? I'm a better t-shirt model, is what they told me. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, I got a green shirt with a, uh, a white outline of a goat with a yellow 12. It's Aaron Rodgers is the goat. I don't know if it's available yet in the Bleacher Report store, right. but I also had that Chucky Gruden That's one. That's what I mean. All right, so it's my coach. You get the t-shirt. I call the guy the greatest of all time. You're wearing you get the a button-up with a hoodie on top. I just doing Maybe what, they didn't think you're a t-shirt I'm guy. I'm just doing what Woody told me. Yeah, Woody's the best. Jeez. Yeah, but I don't know when this shirt gets available in the Bleach Report store, but keep an eye on it. I right. love it. It's, so, it's great. So, Sims, thank you for letting us all know that Aaron Rodgers is the GOAT. Yes. You've had a frustrating week, man. If if people listened to our podcast earlier and they heard the issues with your travel, right. it just continued throughout the entire week. It did. Uh, your, your hotel room had drills going on the entire time. Did. Your Room service, room service did not come. Right. You didn't have running water. Right. Then, God forbid, I have to travel with you on a flight. That one's delayed. Don't forget the hotel also didn't call Josh to wake him up the morning we were leaving. Oh, yeah. Right. It's a phenomenal hotel, guys. Uh, Newport Beach Renaissance. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> Motel 6 will be better, I promise. It won't even be close. <laughs> and it's then, horrible. It shouldn't be in existence. And then we're flying back from California. And oh, of course. Oh. We Go let, ahead. Tell them all. I mean, yeah. No, see, here's the thing is I'm I'm only enjoying all the delays because I'm sitting behind Sims and I'm just seeing him angrily shake his head. We had to sit. Our, our gate wasn't ready. There was another flight I, there. You know, JFK Airport, they only knew we were coming in for four, mo- four months, but it was a <laughs> shocker to them. It's an embarrassment to our country, that airport. And then they were like, oh, sorry, you know that little pathway that oh, leads don't up to even the door? Get me started. That's I can't, not working. I yelled at everybody. I did. Did I don't you care. yell at people leaving the plane? I did. I to just the said, pilot? I, I said, it's, you gotta, you got to yell at somebody. Somebody's got to become accountable with this stuff. And he goes, well, L.A.'s worse. And I go, this place sucks. I know that. <laughs> and then when I walked to out. To the pilot? Yes. And then I said. <laughs> Uh, and then the guys doing the, the, the bridge or whatever, I was like, this is the worst airport in the country. And they looked at me and they didn't know what to say. I was like, it's the yeah, worst. They don't know what to say. Cause you just storm well, off. Somebody has got to be accountable in that business. I'm starting it and uh, I'm going to yell at everybody until I find who's accountable, including the toll people leaving the parking lot of JFK. So I get into one car and Sims gets into another car and I'm like, see you later. <laughs> and I go to my driver, I go, that guy is so angry right now. He goes, he seems it. So we're driving and we separate. I thought Sims is on his way to Connecticut. I'm going to Manhattan. We're on a different way. And we get up to the tolls, and I just hear outside, and I'm like, I don't know what that was. And then I hear, will you do your job, you mother of all? you do your job? And, and then my driver goes, this guy's crazy. And I look. And what do you know? It was me. A blonde head sticking out the back of a car That's going, right. get in the booth and do your job. And I, I mean, was like, this guy is going to lose his mind. I'm dying laughing. Yeah, I want to be home. Thank you for the entertainment. No problem. That's what I'm here for. I wanted to go home. I wanted to watch the PGA Championship because Tiger was oh, there. Oh, it was incredible. I mean, it's a six-hour flight, and then we spent an extra 45 minutes on the plane. <laughs> I mean, that's that's so messed up. It shouldn't it'd be against the law. It really should be against the law. And then we get to that place and we get to the toll booths, and nobody moves for five minutes. There's seven rows of cars deep, and nobody moves. So, yeah, I lost it. And then they were doing changes, and they were taking their sweet old time. So if you could tell us it was upset. Gosh. I think it's because our week of road trip went so well. Everything I had, I had to, to pay. Back. I had to pay my penance for that. Yes. Yes. Uh, Saturday, guys, we got to hang out with a few of the Rams. Really good time. Sean McVay. It was awesome. Big brain on Sean McVay. It's unbelievable. He's he's like I mean he's so so similar to John Gruden to me in a lot of ways it like he raised the hair on my neck. He literally shook my hand and went, "I listen to you guys all the time, Adam." Yeah. And I went, "I wouldn't believe you, but how the hell do you know what my first name is?" I literally introduced myself as Lefko. Right. So Sean McVay is listening. Yeah. Well, hey, maybe, bud. maybe he yes, might be. Yes. Uh, but I mean, we got to hang out with To and Ocho Cinco. It's amazing. We just, we have a lot of stuff brewing right now that right. I'm excited to show you guys and tell you guys. Just know that all the best stuff from the podcast, we're taking it to another level when the NFL season starts. And we're it's on a new awesome. level. We on a new level. We're on a new level. Uh, all right. So ACL epidemic. What number do you think we're up to already? We've gotten one week of preseason out of the way. I'm going to say, I feel like we were at six or seven last week. I'm going to say we're at 11. We're at 17. Are you kidding me? Yes. Jeez. Giants defensive tackle Christian Sokoli, Rams cornerback Kevin Peterson, 
Washington running back Darius Geis. So yeah. you were right. Right. Uh, it's unfortunate because he really didn't think he got hurt. I know. It's but that happens a That's lot with ACL. guys. It happens a lot. Uh, another Washington tight end, uh, Manasseh Gardner, Indiana. Did he do it during the game too? I don't know. I think so. Yeah. Colts wide receiver Deion Kane, rookie out of Clemson. That I know a lot of people were excited yeah, about. Yeah, I heard he was in a good camp. Cardinal center AQ Shipley are up to 17. That's unbelievable. I would love to know just going through them again because, you know, the NFL is so concerned with player safety. It's all they care about. We should see what turf it happened yes, on. Yes, I, I mean, the that. ones I feel like I've seen in preseason at this point have all been on turf. Like You know who's one of the healthiest teams, though, Sims? What's that? The Ravens. The oh, Ravens. what a surprise. Uh, asked about the Ravens' good run of health, John Harbaugh said he kind of leave things alone sometimes, not that we're superstitious. How does the old saying with Michael Scott from The Office go? I'm not superstitious, I'm just a little stitious. Uh, <laughs> he said that? Yes, which is That's an office really quote. awesome. But remember, the Ravens were the one that eased into the season. Yes. Last year, they had all the injuries, haven't hardly had any injuries. All of their starters right now are healthy. Right. And I know that we both believe this is what we just kept looking at each other talking about the Ravens and being like, I think we're going to pick the Ravens to win the North. I, and they're in the running. I'm not going to say I'm definitely doing that yeah. yet, but I do expect the Ravens to be one of those. Like, if you maybe go, all right, you got to put money on a team that didn't go to the playoffs last right. year and has to go this year. I mean, I think the two highest guys in that are there's three teams that come to your mind right away. Okay. Them, the Chargers, right? And probably Green Bay. Those three yes. teams alone, because Rodgers is back. Those three alone, I just look at and go, they are prime suspects to enter the playoffs this year and we're out last year. And then year. who are the three that, I mean, if they got to replace, who are the three people that are falling out? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, ooh, let's see. Does it stand true with what? So I know the three teams I, know, I think I that know are falling out. I know you're going to say out. Buffalo. Yes, Buffalo. I, I think you're going to say Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City, yes. And that's mainly just because of all the changes and the new offense. Right, and, and I just think the, the West is better Like the, with Gruden there. Yes, the defense lost a few players. Right. It is a rookie quarterback. Uh, so, yeah, I'm looking at them. You said uh, Buffalo. Buffalo, and then the Carolina Panthers. I think that's mm. the other team I, w- I would just be dicey about to a degree. All right, so what we want to do today is Sims had a chance on the flight back and and really to di- dive into a lot of film. Yeah. Uh, for people that are watching the preseason games, uh, I know for me, I go on to NFL Game Pass, I watch the condensed, and then if I want to focus on any plays and really zoom in, I can do that. Right. But after the first quarter for a lot of these games, unless you're invested into the teams and you're looking for the diamonds in the rough, you're mainly using week one to go, A, what does a player look like in their jersey? Right. Like, how do, like if I talked about them being big, all like combine and stuff, right. do they still look big? Yes. And then the other thing is just quarterback play. Yeah. Those are the things, you, and, and some rookies. Yeah, right. Rookies, quarterback play. Yeah, everything else is a mix and match. And, you, you know, some are starters, some are not. And, and again, I'm trying to evaluate play. I'm evaluating the look of players. You can't evaluate play across the board, right? You know, for instance, and we'll get into this more, Josh Rosen played the Chargers, and the Chargers played some complicated defenses. They were bringing blitz. some road dog right. blitz. Exactly, and, yeah. right. They did all that, and so he was a little disadvantaged. Let's Baker, start off with him. Let's start right there. Okay, Let's sure. start right there. Sure. So I, I know that. Because all the quarterbacks, uh, I want you to kind of do the reviews, and yeah. then I want you to go just how they looked in the first week, Lamar right. Jackson, two games. We'll yeah. go five to one, just how they look so far. Okay. Let's start with Josh Rosen, because I think it's the game that not a lot of people looked at. Yeah. I'm going to give you my very elementary observation. Sure. Good. His the center snaps to him right. were like the worst of all the rookie quarterbacks. Yes. He was constantly picking it up off his shoes or whatever. He was also the quarterback I thought under the most pressure. Yes. Let's get the Chris Sims official review of Josh Rose. I think both of those are true, and both of those have to be taken to in, into account. First of all, he's the only one that really went against the starting defense of a football team. Okay. Right. So he played against the starters. Like when he was in there, Melvin Ingram was in there, and Brandon Meebane were in there, and the starting linebackers and corners were all in there. Right. Baker and, came in the second. Right, Darnold came in like the third. Right, and yeah. this, so, Lamar so, was later. Yes, Lamar got, got got to come in second this game. Uh, but yes, so he had a deal not only with that, and then he had his own. It was the backup offensive line versus the starters of the Chargers. Damn. So that was a tough thing to be a part of. And I would say the Chargers did more on defense coverage wise and coverage wise and blitz wise than most teams I watched in the preseason. Either way, Rosen was very good. I okay. mean, Rosen's throwing is on point. It's effortless. It's He's got pure. a good zip on the outside. 
side exactly throws. Exactly right. It's pure every time. Um, he moves in the pocket and has very good feel within the pocket. Um, do I sit there and go, he's a step slow a little bit still too? Yes, but it doesn't mean anything at this point. Would I like him to be a hair quicker and maybe, oh gosh, there's somebody coming. Let me get out and like run a hair quicker. Right. He can learn that. But out of all those guys, he is like maybe the step, you know, slowest out of all of that. Um, let me see if there's anything more. I thought that but, he has a big Ben quality in him yes. where he's able to throw with people hanging on him. He's a great back he had foot two, thrower. He had two or three throws where it was look like, looking like a sack, yeah. but his upper body was strong enough to get that 10-yard pass it, out. It is. He's so mechanically pure with his upper body. And then that allows him, like you're saying, like, oh, somebody's coming in my face. He can lean back on that back leg and not have to step really far hard into the ball. Yes. He can kind of just rotate and place and make it happen. And he was he was really on point for the most part of the night. I was impressed with him. Yeah. Probably should have thrown, I think, one interception got dropped. Yes. But either oh, way. On, on the flat route. Yes. And then King could have had a pick could six. Pick six. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, yeah, right. That was bad. But again, it's rookies and things are going to happen. But overall, I, I'll just say this for a blanket statement before we dive in. Overall, like ultra impressed by rookie quarterbacks. I think all five really look all, good. They look the part. They're not like deer in the headlights. No. That's where I look like the day and age of like, well, he needs a year to sit there. It's over. Yeah. They got too many reps in college, seven awesome. on seven, everything. So it is awesome. I really like it. Yeah. Just my other notes from the game, yeah. as I'm saying it, you can kind of look over yours. Yeah. I thought Christian Kirk showed a lot of giddy up on that punt return. Sure. And I like his body in the uniform. Kind of has like a Doug Baldwin yeah, feel Yeah, he does. You're right. Bit. He does. Very David good. Johnson looked great. Mm-hmm. He had two big runs. What did you think of David Johnson? I thought so, too. And in the starting O-line for the Cardinals, I mean... A it, little bit better than I thought they were going to It has be. potential. There's, Andre Smith, Justin Pugh. Yeah, DJ Humphreys is at left tackle. Potty was in there. Yeah, they're big and guys. They are big guys. And fullback was in there leading the way. Oh. I mean, those are things we haven't seen a whole lot out of the uh, Arizona Cardinals with David Johnson. Uh, I thought that Jeremy Davis catch was unbelievable yes. for the Chargers. Uh, and my only other thing was there was a lot of bad helmet calls in that game. Right? I'm a little I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie. Let's get into that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a little worried just the way the, the, the game's being refed at this point. There were two or three calls in that game alone that were like helmet into the chest. Right. And then it was One like, was helmet to the ball, and they called it. Remember? They made the tight end fumble, and they called I don't know on I that call. I just don't want to have this discussion for like the first few weeks of the year, like game-changing penalties. No, it's going to suck. It's, um, it's stupid. And I don't even know on one of the calls, if anybody out there wants to watch it, yeah, San Diego tight end catches the ball at the left Chargers. seam. LA Chargers catch the ball off the left seam safety hits him fumbles the ball the guy took four steps so I don't know if they called leading with the helmet mm. or you know defenseless, uh, defenseless receiver. receiver either way it was a horrible call but yes I'm very worried about that the length of the game and two we're, we haven't even seen the biggest strongest most aggressive players on the field yet for four quarters so how many flags are we going to get and I would also argue with these new rules they're going to harm the defensive players the defensive players are going to go I don't know what to do and they're just going to let people run them over yeah. and they're going to they're going to put their bodies in bad positions because they're going to be afraid to lower their head to protect themselves or whatever it may be I saw be. Lewis Riddick said he says you know what I didn't see in the first weekend what? any of the offensive players lowering their heads getting called he goes because I saw a lot yeah. it never gets called no. defensive guys are completely ripped off in the I NFL honestly right think now. the offensive guys are what caused the penalties on the defensive guys because they're the ones that they lower. lower and then they have no choice but to let yeah. me lower my body and again the optics of a guy wearing a helmet right like if I wanted to hit with this part of my head right which is which is what they teach you like hit with your forehead okay when you do that you do this with the optics of a helmet it's going to look like you're ducking your head sometimes and you're really not you're, you're going, just kind of straightening your neck out let me take it with my face and forehead exactly right you're kind of doing the turtle yeah I mean a little bit except you're doing it like this where you're shrinking the, the shoulders in there with it. All right, so let's go next to uh, Sam Darnold yeah. and the New York Jets. Okay. New York Jets, uh, I, man, the the video coming out, the touchdown where he kind of rolls right, I think was everywhere. Right. Another guy that looked poised, but let's get the Chris Sims official Sam Darnold breakdown from this past weekend. All right, I'm just going to read the it. Falcons. Yeah, I'm going to just read my notes directly. I mean, uh, I wrote just such good feet. That's the first thing I noticed with Sam Darnold. His feet are out of this world. Uh, that And really, you can't play this day 
and age in the NFL without it. But his ability to just make subtle moves in the pocket or push up in the pocket uh, is what made him amazing at USC, and that carried over. He's, I wrote, like Baker Mayfield, the ability to check the rush and truly peek at like, oh, let me see where the defense end is, and then also then get his eyes back upfield to look and read coverages. It's off the charts as far as that's concerned. Like, I almost think I'm amazed by that, how they well both of them do it. I almost think it's it's better not to rush Sam Darnold. I feel like he's almost better when in he's chaos. Escape. Yeah, I yeah. really do think he is. I, that was the, one of my critiques of him at USC. When when he was kept in the pocket and made to make throws, that was when he was at his least best. When mm. the game became chaos and he got to play background, backyard football and yeah. scramble and make off-schedule throws, he's an amazing thrower of the football in the he run. Really you is. saw that, right? Yeah. I mean, he's amazing at that. Um, I, I just was... The, the play calling was very simple, but even, even to that, he was very decisive, got the ball out of his hand quick, even for that funky motion. I mean, he can get it out in a hurry when he wants to and really made good decisions. Uh, the TD throw on the right side, I mean, that was phenomenal. Again, see what he did there, too, just to nuance it a little bit. He looked to the left where the scheme of the play was. Like, the, the play was dialed up to go right. left. He didn't like the way it looked, and he was taught flip back to the right side, and we have a comeback there. So if you didn't like what you like on the left, you get over there quickly and throw a ball towards the sidelines high and outside where I, our guy gets it or nobody gets yeah. it. He threw that right on point. And, that, again, his ability to see and reevaluate in a hurry is what jumps out to How me. How hard is it to roll one way and to have to throw it further that way? Because that, like, to me, to roll right and have to throw it further to the right? Yeah. I I feel like it'd be a lot harder than coming across to the left. No, it, it's it's still easier to throw it farther to the right than it is to go across, gotcha. just because at least your momentum's taken it that way. But nonetheless, not an easy throw. Not an easy throw. And he's phenomenal at throwing the ball on the run. And then I even wrote that the TD, the play before that, there was P, pass interference on the on a touchdown. The, uh, the play before, mm. and that was a phenomenal throw as well. Um, but throwing on the one the run is what really. <sighs> impresses me about him and then his ability to hop in the pocket and move and get out of the way is the other thing I think that makes him special so you were impressed I was I'm not going to come in here and say that I wasn't impressed every rookie I'm going to tell you I was impressed Uh, how about Teddy yeah Teddy Teddy was good Teddy okay nothing special no great throws but made some good good decisions and good throws my big thing with him would be this he's still limping when he gives the handoff or carries out a bootleg, he does not have a normal running pattern yet. And again, it was a good start. Um, made a few down throws as the game went on, threw the ball well. Uh, but nothing that was wowing, but still a good start. But I do still, I want to see more of him moving with people around his legs. And right. that that's probably the last piece of the puzzle. The good thing is, is for people that have watched Teddy for a long time, he's not a runner anyway. No. So this notion that, oh, he won't be able to run a lot. No. He really wasn't running. He's no. always, he runs horizontal and keeps his eyes he's down like a, He's like Sam Darnold. He really, he's great within finding the pocket and finding another little pocket within the pocket yes. to throw the football. And which is going to be tough on his knees. Because I want to see that because that's mm. those are jarring cuts you make do you think that teams are, are watching his film and going maybe we should bring him in i i would think so certainly okay he was so he was good yeah oh yeah definitely i mean he i think there's got to be a number of teams that are going to keep their eye on like um a teddy bridgewater like yeah. the denver broncos all right, you want to go there? Well, I mean, yeah. yeah Unless, are, you, are you done yeah. with those? Oh, yeah, yeah that was it. That was it. Uh, my first note that it's I not going to be a deep dive. These guys are only playing one or two, three right. series, right? Well, so. Paxton Lynch got booed off the field. Yeah, he deserved Paxton to Paxton Lynch could have thrown the ball into the ground and had a better passer rating than what he did. Yeah. Uh, he really put guys in danger a few times, yeah. and they led to interceptions and also got his guys clocked. Right. He had a few where I felt like he looked at one read, put his head down, and then got sacked. Yep. Um, did you see any growth out of Paxton Lynch? Uh, it wasn't very. It was not encouraging. I mean, it just it's it's bad pocket feel. It's staying in the pocket a hair too long when you just want to go like abort mission, abort mission, abort mission. Get out, go, run, make something happen. He is an athlete. Yes, he is, but he, he is standing there a little bit too long. Yes, the the decision on the interception was, you know, it got tipped in the air and people go, oh, he got unlucky. No, that was a horrible decision. Uh, so that's got to be concerning. There was nothing to build on there from Paxton Lynch. There really was nothing. So 
where are you right now as a quarterback evaluator that we're going into year three? Yeah, he's in deep trouble, and I would question whether he's ever going to turn the corner of fully. I do. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I you know, we always thought there was potential there, and I'm not saying it's over yet, but I do think he's endangered by uh, being passed by a Chad Kelly at this point, who was far more impressive than he was in the football game. Was Case Keenum fine? Case Keenum was fine. You know, they played two series. Yeah. Uh, he he really only threw the ball like two legitimate throws. One was complete. Another one was pretty good coverage. He threw it high just yeah. to be safe. Yeah. And that was it. That was the yeah, end of the day. Serious. I'm not concerned. Let's just, no. you know, let's pump, you know, let's pump the brakes on everybody talking about that. People were excited with Chad Kelly. In fact, yeah. I walked down the aisle because yeah. you were watching film. I was watching film and I stopped and said, your boy Chad Kelly had some throws. Right. And I didn't see it until this morning. So yes. when you said that to me, everybody had told me that, but yeah, I hadn't like seen his, it. But his yeah. interception wasn't, was bad. Yes. But I thought that, man, the guy's got some moves, too. He does. He's, He's got a some good feet. athlete. All right, so let's get the Chris Sims, Chad Kelly yeah. breakdown. Chad Kelly. I mean, all right, so let's start at the interception. The interception, uh, first of all, the, the you know, was it a great decision? No, but it wasn't the worst. I really think he misjudged the throw more than actually just, like, made a bad decision. He saw the guy there. Right. He just didn't make the proper throw, which I don't dock as much points off for the guy who throws it over the middle. and was like, oh, my gosh, there was a guy there. Yeah. And then you go, damn, well, you're not seeing the field there if you didn't see that guy. But uh, other than that, I mean, I would argue, yeah, he played up there with, I mean, he was one of the most impressive quarterbacks of the weekend because he made some big-time throws and made some throws into tight windows. And then his running was very impressive. Um, very. Very. Now, he should have thrown another interception that was a pick six to the right side in one yeah. of the last drives, right? But that's Chad Kelly. And again, he's young. Uh, but I think there's something to build on. But that's why I said Denver's got to be a team that's got to be looking at Teddy Bridgewater. Their asses are on the line out there. They can't be oh, – we're going to depend on Paxton Lynch and um, – Chad uh, Kelly, Chad Kelly to be our backup, and John Elway's ass is on the grill. Vance Joseph's ass on the grill. Right? They're gonna go. Oh yeah, we feel good. We can make a run with Paxton Lynch or you know Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly has potential. I don't think you want him as your backup yet. You right. want him as your third and your backup for next year. Right. And right, then right. maybe he becomes the starter in year four or five, whatever that is. But that would be the game plan for me there. But um, yes, I got to think that would be the type of team that would be looking. Go. Ooh, we need a little bit more of an experience guy yeah. we can rely on to be the I know Paxton has an arm, but I think Chad's got the strongest arm on that team. I do. I would agree. Chad can really fling it. I mean, yeah. really. Fl- I wish he would tighten up his motion maybe a little bit, but as a whole, yes. I mean, some of those throws he made, he made a little in-cut over the middle into a window that was, oh. I mean, the size of the goat on your yeah. uh, shirt there, and he fired it in there. Uh, is it? Am I crazy? I know it was one drive, but I thought Kirk Cousins running the Minnesota offense, it was the best the Minnesota offense looked even better than any game last year. Yeah. Like, I got done watching that drive, and maybe it was where he put that digs throw, but I, I left and went, people have been sleeping on Kirk Cousins, yeah. and I think if they think that he's equal to Case Keenum, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I would say that too. I, I, I yeah. came away going, oh, this offense could really be improved even after a great year they had last year. Yeah, he's a pure thrower. He's Am a, I crazy for no, thinking that? not at all. He's better than Case Keenum. For people to say that they're equal, that's disrespectful to Kirk Cousins. Case Keenum, the only he's probably a little bit better athlete than Kirk Cousins, but he doesn't have the quick release. Kirk's ability to evaluate and like one blink of an eye and just make that throw is yes. what makes him special. And yes, when you put him with the offense that is protection, run yes. game, got a scheme, he's going to do all the work. He's going to know exactly where everybody is on yes. defense. And he can be surgical. And that's what he was in that game. Maybe I got a little too excited watching yeah. Minnesota, but right. I came away feeling a few things. One, uh, Rock Thomas is a nice little running right. back that they got that kid out of Jacksonville State. Yep. So I didn't I, watch him closely, but I got you. But I see yeah. the burst. Right. And I go, okay, Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray, Rock Thomas, you got some good backfield mm-hmm. guys there. And then I'm seeing this at a Diggs and Thielen, and, and the backup offensive lineman for Minnesota was pushing people. They got the look. They got the look. They do. They they have the look. And you know the defense is going to be good, yep. but I look at that offense and go, I, uh, ooh, I kind of want to invest a lot in Minnesota. Yeah, like they I, just made me feel feel really comfortable and I also looked at Denver and went man I really don't see it yeah I don't see the horses up front yeah. now, and, and Bradley Chubb looked okay in the uniform and all that but the, the depth of the D-line was not there I, I know and and again this is where I would Still say freaking preseason week one because, I don't want to get too excited yeah I know because the where I always try to tell people like this this is what you don't know about preseason yes, week one set me straight Minnesota might have game planned 
Right. They'd be like, we got to make sure our $90 million guaranteed quarterback gets Looks out to good. a good look. You're good, right. right. And Denver might have been like, we're only going to play these one or two defenses yeah, 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 and yeah. we're only going to run these 10 plays on offense. So that's where it can become misleading because one team might be going, I'm going to make it hard on my guys. And the other team's going, I want to give my guys some confidence as we get through right. here. So there are different stages of your development as a football team. And that's where you just got to be careful at times over evaluating. Yeah. Right. But it was uh, a good start by Cousins. It, it was offense. weird for me for Minnesota that Chad Beebe, Don Beebe's son, was playing wide receiver and wearing 84 Randy Moss's number. <laughs> and I'm going, one, why is anybody wearing 84? Yeah, Just retire it. Right. And two, little white boy supreme Chad Beebe over here. <laughs> of all people. Yeah, of all people. It. I yeah. thought it was funny. Uh, all right, let's go to another rookie quarterback. Let us go to, uh, we kind of talked Manziel. We kinda, not Manziel. Manziel. Damn, that's bad. That's bad. I apologize. We're Baker, going Manziel. Lamar. Uh, let's go Josh Allen. Okay. Okay. Because I feel like there, there's a there's an epidemic going on right now, other than the ECL epidemic, which is people are enjoying making fun of Josh Allen. Yeah, they're going to get made fun of in the end of the day. Here's where we are as a football-watching community. A lot of the analytics uh, world, this is the Roto world, a good part of NFL Reddit, and a lot of people that, that love accuracy and those statistics and all that, and I'm not every statistic is valuable, have not liked Josh Allen at all. Yeah. His statistics were so bad in college, he was very erratic and they didn't like the excuses of the lack of talent around him or the offensive line it there was a or the fact there. that he played in blizzards and everything like that and they say that people like yourself are wowed by the physical abilities and the arm strength and that he'll never be able to gain the accuracy mm-hmm. and what has turned into is there is a war on the internet about josh allen the one throw in training camp that went over the guy's head, he was mocked for eternity, yeah. even when there were reports saying that he was the most impressive player at camp. Right. The throw that he was trying to elude people on third and long or fourth and long, and he kind of threw it away, became another running meme making fun of him. Right. What did they want him to do there, though? Tell me what they wanted him to do. It was, yeah, it was the last it's guess. fourth and there. three. And the guy wasn't blocked on the end of the line of scrimmage, which he's not in charge of blocking people now, too. I watched on YouTube the every throw from Josh Allen. Yeah. And I was in the back of the car on the way to a shoot going, Sims, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. I came away going, there were six throws that Josh Allen made in that game that were better than every throw of the other rookie quarterbacks combined. There was three runs he made that I would put up against Lamar Jackson's best runs. And I'm sitting here going, there's a large uh, contingent of the football watching community that is making fun of Josh Allen, and they're missing all of the great plays. Yes. What did you see against Carolina with Josh Allen? Yeah. I mean, first of all, wait, wait. You mean, oh, no, the internet doesn't think he's doing well? Here's what's crazy to me, Sims, and this is why I'm giving it credence. You mean, you mean the guy- it's the part of the internet, though, that I trust. It's the part of the internet that has been right many times. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones saying that Josh Allen, like, they're, I don't get it. Because I trust a lot of the Roto World guys. Right. But they hate Josh Allen. And I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it either. I don't really know. I mean, I think bias plays into those guys because they've hatched their wagon to, uh, wagon to some other guy. And we're biased about stuff, too. I get that. And we're very Aaron Rodgers but, biased. But, but to sit there and just, like, not say somebody or, or, or you know, make on social news like fun of a guy all the time. I've never seen anything like it. It's disrespectful. It's stupid. And all these people, they better watch out because they're they're going to come back and have to eat their words. Um, first of all, I just don't care what a lot of those people say. Second of all, the game was very impressive. I mean, oh, I know he threw a 63-yard football out of bounds by three feet. Okay, it was his first throw ever as an NFL football player. How dare he miss that? I mean, how dare? And you want to know the first thing? the first thing about that? Nobody was more excited in that game when he went in than the Bills sideline. So that, to me, just... What do you mean? Take, oh, I love that. That's, that just tells me right there that they think he's a baller. Because when he made that first throw, the whole sideline erupted. And then when you look at the end, zi- end zone cut and the ball, you know, the guy goes out of bounds and he only got, like, he didn't get any feet in, but it was close. Everybody was like, whoo, whoo, and they were looking at Josh Allen, like, whoo, and they were hopping around, like, whoo, <laughs> look at that man throw the ball. That's what they were doing. Woo. So they don't do that for some, like, slap dick who they don't think is worth a shit okay all right so second thing he had two drops in the football game 
Um, is he perfect? No, he's a little raw still, certainly. But man, I also saw, again, the greatest raw ability out of all the quarterbacks. Like you said, the throws, some of the throws were phenomenal. And he did have two drops. And they were on the one money. One was a first down. Right. One was going to hit the Prol kid right in the hands. Yes. That's funny that BB was playing and Prol's son was playing. Yeah. Right. But um, regardless, I think between that and then the big thing, like you said, the movement. Oh, my gosh. I would say the movement and the amount of broken tackles and the runs he had has been better than anybody. Better than Lamar Jackson. He, he had turned one, the corner. Yes. He's done that. I mean, he, he turned the corner every time. He did. He every had time. one where the linebacker was running right at him, and he just stepped to the left, and the, it, it, he made the linebacker look stupid. Right. And then turned it upfield for another 8, 10, eight, 10 yards. I know. I mean, he is so big and so fearless in the pocket. And you get to see a variety of throws. Carolina D doing uh, more, and I hadn't watched the Rosen game to this point. I wrote more than any of the other rookies had to deal with. The Carolina played some different defenses, too. It was not very middle. Uh, I mean, uh, not very, what did I want to say? Remedial. Yes, exactly. Know. Whatever. And then I wrote, Simple. he is such a gifted thrower. And then I wrote, not just power Adam, I wrote underneath it in case you read the notes because I know everybody always thinks, oh, I'm worried about power. Oh, he's got a strong arm. I know, I know, which is the dumbest thing ever. Arm strength matters very much. But um, he makes all the throws, touch throws. You see everything that you need to see. So it's not just about power. It's some of the effortless throws he makes. Like there's a swing route he throws to the right. Oh, man. And I, I mean, the way he throws it, like no, nobody could do what he did except Aaron Rodgers and maybe a Patrick Mahomes and that was a thing those kind of players. Like I actually want to bring up the clip so you can watch it and just go. So you, oh no, I did. So what was amazing to me was right. I like to compare the swing routes to the running back for all the guys because when I watch Josh Allen throw the ball, right. The, the running back had such more opportunity for yak. Yes, because he fires when, Yeah, it. when I watched like Sam Darnold dumping it out or uh, or Josh Rosen. You know, Josh Rosen's got some good zip. Yeah. But really, Allen gets to him so quick. Allen's arm is as strong as I've ever seen. It really is. I'm, I, I've never seen anybody throw it. It was as, hard to keep track of the ball on, on the television. It's hard to keep track of the ball on film, too. It's the same type of thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's a special arm. And really, let me just make sure I set everything... Um, yeah, I wrote definitely has two plays where he's just too aggressive and trying to stick it in there. I wrote he's still raw, but overall good. His raw ability is jaw dropping. Some of the throws and runs, he is so strong. I wrote and underlined better be careful because he's reminded me of Carson Wentz. He doesn't think anybody can tackle him uh. and he can do anything. And that's what scares me about those guys because they're so physically gifted and they've been breaking tackles their whole life that they think, oh, I can still do this in the NFL after I've done it a few times. So that's what I always worry. But again, I still think it was a very encouraging start for him. And I wanted to get that throw because I wanted to just show it to you because I think it was phenomenal. And I think this is it coming up right here. Yeah, I mean, I just want to show it one more time. I'm sorry, and you can react to it live. But this, I mean, these are just little What's things. What's the situation if people want to watch it at home? Okay, here so we if go. if they want to go on Game it's third Pass. third quarter, okay, third quarter. And there's just little things. It okay, doesn't so mean it's anything. third and eight. Right. Ball is on the 16 with 5.59 left in the game. If you guys want to go on third Game quarter. Pass, yep. third quarter, this is the play. Right. So I'm really, what I'm just impressed is, again, I'm just looking, I'm evaluating people and their talent, but I'm going to show you the end zone view. Like, Aaron Rodgers is the only guy that I've seen can do this. Like his feet are going to be pointing this way to north towards the end zone, and then he just flicks it over there with his feet off the ground. He's hopping as he's doing it. Look, yeah, and I mean it's a laser. And the defense can't even get they over They can't there. even react to it quick enough. Now, it doesn't go to a first down, but it made it gave the running back a fighting chance to go get it, which then the next play was the fourth and three. Oh, my gosh, they shouldn't have drafted him. Nobody was open, and there was nothing to do on fourth and three. And he threw the ball up in the air in his second drive of his career ever. What an idiot. Let's get rid of him. I'm sick of Twitter and their idiot responses. I don't know what else to say. Let's take it. We always take yeah. advantage. Yeah. Every, all of our listeners, the one that DMs me, the ones that DM me, and the ones that write on YouTube that go, I used to watch other people, and now I realize that I can't. Just listen, guys. Just look around. See who's saying things that are dumb. He might, be a, bu- he might be a bust. He might end up being a bust. But I know right now I can't tell. And if I can't tell, none of the hell of you other people can tell. 
Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Did you see anything in the second game that you didn't see in the first game? Because we did the first game. Um, I thought he threw the ball better this game. I wrote Lamar early throwing ball well. I do think he needs to put some more mustard on some of his aggressive throws. He's too relaxed and he's getting away with throws because he's going against second and third stringers. Like the seam you saw to the left side where the guy made a great catch, right? Yeah. Right. Like that play. It kind of was a little loopy. If he doesn't watch it, remember he got the tight end hit in the Hall of Fame game on yes. a similar one to the right side uh, the week before. If he doesn't watch, he needs he's to get, uncork the rifle. He's got to let it go. He's going to learn that that's got, that ball has to be thrown with pace because this is not college anymore, and the free safety is going to knock those guys out, and nobody's going to want to run seam routes for Lamar Jackson. Um, but I think um, you know. What did I say? Lofting throws, second week. Oh, oh, a lot of different angle arm angles in the second week. I think that was a really impressive to me. His ability to duck down and throw around linebackers and things like that and almost throw the ball sidearm. Sometimes I think he throws the ball better mm. and with more velocity when he does that than when he tries to throw it proper because he doesn't get himself in good position always when he tries to throw it proper. He tries to get over the top. His front leg locks out. It's kind of technical QB jargon. It looks QB like he's jargon. thinking too much. Yes, because I don't think he really feels comfortable comfortable when he's just sitting there normal to go let me throw my 100 power 100 mile per hour fastball but then when he gets out of the pocket or has to change his arm angle he's willing to just let it go and those are some of his best throws um let me just see impressive how about his mobility his mobility was very good it really was again he had some people in there with him that the defense had to worry about this time so it created some running lanes right, right. where i argued the first time they had a running game yeah, this had time Alex Collins they had and, some yeah. of the receivers in there that were scaring people so that created space for the linebackers to go oh i got to get downfield to cover the yeah. tight end whatever it is and then he made some runs the ravens were another team that i left and went man they look like a really good unit right now yeah the, the ravens are a watch out team um but Flacco looked good too, though. Flacco was phenomenal. Like we can say now, Flacco is starting the whole year. I think so. I mean, Lamar has shown some little bursts, and RG three has looked good at times. But like Flacco looked great. Yes, Flacco looked great. And he, he moved out the pocket, and we looked at each other like, "Man, this guy looks like a different yeah, guy." Yeah, he's he's motivated. He's got two guys there that are pressing him every day, and he knows this could be his last leg. And I think this team is motivated as well, and yeah. I think they're going to be good. That's why I say it's hard for me to look at it and go, "Oh, Lamar Jackson will start at some point during this year." Now, the other thing, like Lamar, his base package of plays he got to run, it's basic. I mean, mm. it really is. It's even too basic for me in, in preseason week number one. This is the other thing I want to say though about him. And these are little things that I think that people will miss that he brings value to the game. I think when he's in the game, you're going to see running backs get bigger runs for two reasons. I mean, the, the, the offensive lineman's ability to get to the second level is easier with Lamar Jackson in there because linebackers always hesitate when he gives the ball, right? He gives the ball to the left, and then they stop for a second because they go, oh, is he booting out? the other side and they stop and all of a sudden no they did give it handed off and they try to run to get the running back and they go oh damn the lineman's already there to get him mm-hmm. so those are some of the value of like things that people won't go notice I mean it won't go noticed by people it's not going to be on the stat sheet but again those are the little things that like a Russell Wilson and him and Cam Newton do to a team mm-hmm. they always make you second guess or you're a hair later to evaluate because you go damn they're a little dangerous on the edge I gotta watch out and those are the things I, I saw a few times with the run game you were very complimentary of Orlando Brown yes saying- that he looked really, really good mm-hmm. when you went and studied the tape. Yeah. Little note on, on Orlando Brown. Yeah. Orlando Brown at the combine weighed 338. Right. He's now up to 350. But his body fat went from 23% to 19%. Yeah, he looks so different he, in his uniform. He's gained 12 pounds right. but lost 4% body fat. Right. Just could be a third-round pick that they had that could really exceed expectations and be the future of that franchise. No doubt. At the very worst, he's their backup right tackle this year, and they're fine. But he's going to be the starting right tackle within the next two years. I do believe that. They're gonna, if they can stay healthy, that O-line is deep. Uh, and they look good. And then I think the other thing we got to talk about with that game and uh, just in a hole, and he didn't get to play a lot, but RG3, again, I thought was very good. RG3's throwing is special. I just want people to know that. It's special. The way he can whip the ball around the field, he throws a perfect spiral every time, he can make a throw with his feet in any type of angle. It is a special arm, and I'm glad to see him doing well. I really am. 
uh, Baker Mayfield, you had a chance to go back and really watch the film. Yeah. Uh, from what we saw, at, we were very complimentary of his feet, uh, of his arm. He looked really comfortable out there. Did anything change after you watched the film against the Giants no, more closely? No, I think the thing is, I mean, I, I, you know, again, I'm looking at quality of play more than anything. I wrote ball coming out clean. The movement in the pocket is top notch and top notch. Uh, even just the subtle movements to just kind of step and dip your shoulder out of the way to give yourself a little room. Um, and I wrote, like I said, with Sam Darnold, he's great at peeking at the rush and then getting his eyes back up down the field. And he's got to, I mean, I don't know a lot of people that have been able to really pull that off, but um, threw the ball well, great in the pocket, didn't have to read anything would be the thing I would push back on. I didn't count for sure, but I'm pretty sure the Giants played man-to-man every single snap of the whole game. Mm. The Giants are trying to figure out if they got any other cover guys other than the Janoris Jenkins, and right now I would say they don't, Damn. so they better be careful. But, yes, he didn't have to ever go to, like, the second or third read other than maybe the touchdown throw that he lofted over the middle of Njoku, which was, yes. a, which was a great play. But, yeah, everything else was very easy. Oh, it's one-on-one. Let me throw the slant to Antonio Callaway. Those type of things. But still, an impressive showing by him. Um, and the Giants secondary is a little concerning. Like, legit. Like, legit. Like, legit. Eli Apple and Eli Apple and Darian Thompson at free safety. I mean, that would really scare me. Eli Apple, I have no confidence in. And Darian Thompson's slow. So you won even after. So what did you see in the film that in, enhanced your no confidence? I mean, Eli let up a few pa- uh, catches in the game. One was like a back shoulder's right side, but even he wasn't even close to making the play. I, I give you the benefit of the doubt if you're all over the guy and the guy just makes a great throw or great yeah. catch. No, he wasn't even really close to there to be made to a play. Darian Thompson, the seam we saw by Njoku. First of all, Alec Ogletree, I will say, looked a step slow, which was also concerning first week. Yeah. yeah. But I'll just say from there, I was like, hmm, he did not look as fast to me. But Darian Thompson in the middle of the field, him and Landon Collins, they're both like bigger type safeties. Joku caught a seam up the right sideline. It wasn't like it was, was that a rocket. Darian Thompson, he outran? No, that was Ogletree outran. Oh, Darian Thompson Ogletree. was the free safety that never got over there. I mean, I mean, Tyrod looked at him, he threw it over there, and he still couldn't even make a play on it. That would be concerning to me if I'm the Giants. Uh, of the five, so this is first week preseason game, looking in their uniform, how they throw. Uh, can I just get a one through five from five to one of just overall Im- impression and, and impressiveness of them? Yeah, sure. Who I think comes I was in last. <sighs> just of the five, it's not last. They're all going to be. They all were good. Yeah, they were. But all who good. was the least impressive of the five? I think Lamar this week was the least impressive I think to me. He's. He, of all the quarterbacks, the one you can bet on, will not be starting this season. Yes. If the quarterback's healthy. Agreed. What about number four? All right. I'm number four. Uh, I might go Josh Allen for the – or Really? Rosen or Allen. It's, yeah. I'd probably go Rosen. Rosen, number four. Rosen, number four. And again, Allen, number three. Allen, number three. I'm going to go Sam Darnold, too. Wow. It was very clean. Right, you know, Allen. I just look at it and go. He did have those two throws that I thought were a little dicey. So I'm taking away. I'm not taking it away for the fourth and three or the 62 yard bomb that was a foot and a half out of bounds. I know he should have thrown it inbounds, but I'm not going to go. Oh, your first throw ever. You suck. Um, And then yeah, I'm going to give Baker Mayfield top billing. Really? Yeah, I am. It's just he was the guy I questioned what he would look like the most, and just. Again, I was so impressed with all their demeanor, but his demeanor, just moving in the pocket, big-time throws, everybody's sitting there waiting to hate on him, I feel like, to go like, oh, see, he shouldn't have been the first pick. Yeah, play Tyrod, stop yeah, him. Yeah, exactly right. So I think that's how I would go with it after Interesting. that Interesting. Yeah. So the two guys you close. had fourth and fifth before the draft come out first and second. Yes, they do. In their first game. Right. Self-scout, self-scout. Self-scout. Uh, all right, you also watched uh, some guys that are going to be kind of big names. Patrick Mahomes yep. played Deshaun Watson. Right. And again, it was limited snaps. Right. But how did Mahomes look? What did you think? Uh, it, Mahomes, I thought he was under attack by the Texans' D-line. I think that's the first thing I wrote. Chiefs O-line was not good when he was in. I mean, he was. He was under attack. He got hit a lot. Texans are a team, too. Yes, watch out for it. Like, I know. Because if number four is really hitting on all cylinders, you're right. And their defense looked it's really scary. Good. It's scary. They have killers. They they don't go out there to tackle you. They go out there to kill you. That's so why how I was Mahomes handling all that? He was good. Um, it, it was hard. It was nothing to really evaluate. Like and just go. Oh wow. Um, he looks the part. 
The ball didn't come out of his hand real clean just from, and I really, you know, I slow it down. I watch it in slow motion. He just wasn't comfortable all the way. He never got a chance to really get in flow of the game. Um, but I, I'm, not, I'm not concerned or anything. It was very limited in this first time out. And then Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Watson, I mean, the only thing, Watson made one real good throw. Um, he definitely has a little hitch in his giddy up as well. It's not 100%. And I want to see more throws because I even thought his mechanics on his one throw looked a little off with his knee. He still made a really nice throw and got it, and he's talented, so he can overcome with that. But I just want to see more of it to go, ooh, is this going to be a problem later on? Yeah, I was just taken aback. Covington, Reader on that D-line, the Texans were like all over the place. And you realize, like, we don't even really have Clowney and J.J. Watt in the game. And Merciless. And Merciless, and like Tyron Matthew running around. Like, that that, that team is really something yeah, possible special. Yeah, that defense special. has a bunch of brute cavemen. And they also have a Lefko Sprinkle. There was a guy when I was watching that, I mean, he he caught my attention, not just because he caught two touchdowns, but I went, where is this guy coming from? Jordan Akins, that kid at tight end, to me, looked like something special. Yeah, I I can't say that I watched closely there. So I'm just going to tell you, I forgot, he was a a third-round pick at a UCF, Mm -hmm. and this kid was a third-round pick in the MLB draft a few years ago, Uh and that's why he was 26 when he came out. Right. Did 29 reps at his pro day, because I watched this kid, and I go, go, this is the missing piece for the Texans' offense. Right. Like, we like Steven Anderson, whatever, like, they're okay. Yeah. But this Jordan Aikens kid... I, I don't know. I want you to check him out. I will. This is like a six five six six tight end. That's an athlete. That, um, I don't know. No, and, and just I, something to keep an eye on. They need another weapon in the pass game. Yeah, because you can't I'm not com- going to rely on Will Fuller exactly or Braxton Miller. Nobody's yeah. been reliable to this point. So you've only had but the if Andre you got Hopkins. Hopkins with those guys, and then a true tight end. Yes, with your running back. I'll, I'll check it out. I did not look close. Like I said, I was trying to evaluate some of the other guys and the quarterbacks and get through it. So I didn't look at some of those type of players. Cordero Patterson and Jeremy Hill looked real good for the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, everything I've heard from Cordero is it's been impressive up there. Do you think all of a sudden the light can just turn on for him? Um, or do you think that this is? Do you think that Minnesota fans are, and Raiders fans are going? Oh no, we 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 heard this in training camp too. Yeah, they might have heard because he before. is kind of like that special athlete. Yes, um, I think that like he's going to be a huge contributor with special teams. I would think New England had a very like concise plan on what they wanted to do with him and how they wanted to indoctrinate him into the offense altogether. Right. So I'm sure they've made it simple and they're going to continue to do that until they feel he's comfortable. It's new England. They always have a plan. I know that you had a, a rookie stand out to you for the Seahawks. Yeah, Rasheem Green, the defensive lineman out of USC. Uh, I believe he was a second-round pick, right? Um, he was number 94 at USC. Third round. Third round, sorry. Uh, he's 94 with the Seahawks, too. He is. He had he's, a big-time sack. He's a player. He's a guy that I really looked at and thought he could be a Michael Bennett-ish type of player when they drafted him. Because in college, a lot of times, he had to play defensive tackle. He's not really a D tackle. He's a DN. So now he could be that DN on first and second. And on third down, he's probably going to go inside, get a mismatch on a guard, and abuse them in the pass game. But yeah, he jumped out in that football game. And I think he'll be a big contributor right away from them. And I like the way Rashad Penny looked, too. Yeah, talk about Rashad Penny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he only had a few carries, but again, just the movement. One of the runs, he got like five or six yards. He's very patient. He reminds me of a, I mean, I know it's the same number and it's like a cop out, but he's, he reminds me of Natron Means, except wow. he's quicker and faster. Uh, I think he's more of a home run hitter than a Natron Means, but has that similar skate across the ground type of running until he kind of sees the hole and then he runs. He's got tremendous feet for a bigger guy. I don't know if you've watched Tennessee Green Bay yet, but no. what I what I thought was interesting, this is this whole offseason's been video of Malcolm Butler picking people off. Right. And very early on, Devontae Adams was one-on-one with him yeah. and just burned him. Did he? Burned him. I think Devontae Adams is going to have a major year this year. I would year. not be shocked. Major year. He made a, he, I mean, he had a good year last year. A great year he last did. year. Really good. But uh, I, I saw that and then and also, Harold Landry had some great bend to get around for a sack. I'm talking about like horizontal on the ground. He's and amazing. It, I, I, this guy did this move, and I went, whoa, who was that? And then I was like, damn, it's fucking Harold Landry. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I have not watched one second of that game yet. So It was impressive. Yeah, I'll get there. Did you watch Eagle Steelers? Well, I watched, first of all, Luck. We just got to talk oh, about please, Luck. Oh, please, Andrew right? Luck. Andrew Shit. Luck, right? I mean, 
again, it was uh, two drives, maybe three, whatever. I can't remember exactly. But the, the only thing I wanted to go is pop on the ball. Are the mechanics different? That's all I cared about. And they weren't. And that's the best part about it. What? They weren't. They looked the same as they were. Oh, I he thought you were saying you didn't have the pop, no, and he didn't no, have. No, it was good. It was. It looked like old Andrew Luck to me. The way he was throwing the football, wow. there was nothing different there. You know, the arm was good. It's not an arm that wows you, but it's a really good arm that can make every throw in football. Um, but didn't he, he used to have a wow arm? Well, no, he never had a wow arm. He has a wow ability to throw the ball down the field and be right on the money. But you're talking 15 minute. 15-yard intermediate routes. Yeah, stuff. he doesn't have like a laser. He's not like he's not like Rodgers or Cam yeah or, or Josh or, or Wentz or some of those guys that can like when they want to throw a laser. Like, but if he's throwing that bomb, the Ty, he can really get. He it He is amazing at doing so that. So you saw, yeah, luck, right. Look like luck. Wow. Yeah. And what about moving in the pocket? All of it looked phenomenal. It really did. I, I and thought, then you saw him with a shirt off. I mean, damn. I know. Legitimate six-pack. Legitimate. I, can't, I have a hard time thinking anybody other than Cam Newton is going to look like that with their shirt off at quarterback in the NFL, right? Can you think of anybody that would look like that? I don't, but Adam he Lefkoe. looked good. I'll tell you the other guy that popped to me, and I'm going to give it to our guy. Hey, Quinn, what's up, man? Marlon Mack. I'm just... Hey, Quentin, what's up, man? Oh, the running back? Yeah. He got banged up. I know, but he looked good. Did he? He did. I mean, I would say he'd be a guy to watch out for in this offense, you know, your Philly offense there. It is interesting yeah. with, with Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines and Wilkins. They got a bunch of young running backs that I don't yeah. think anyone knows who's going to be the guy. Right. Uh, it's a good combo, though. I think it's a good so combo. Uh, Eagles-Steelers, our guy Josh Sweat, I was very impressed with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that one yet either because they're just, you know. And I thought Dallas yeah. Goddard looked the part too. Yeah, is Goddard okay when he hurt his elbow? Yeah, I think here? he's fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I saw the highlights of Goddard. He did look the part. Good and for then him. I'm looking at Juju and I'm going, oh, Juju was not a fluke. Like some of the plays he was making, the blocks, he that he could be a future star in this, in this yeah, league. Yeah, maybe he is. I, I know, he's a... I just wasn't sure how high of hopes to have for him. I know. I guess... I know. You know what? He he might be a DeAndre Hopkins-ish type. Maybe he gets to that. And I know people think, oh, I don't like DeAndre Hopkins. No, DeAndre Hopkins is really good. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's like in the class of A.B., Julio, and Odell and that crew. But like Juju, his size, his physicality, his ability to catch the ball with people around him and doing that, he's just a physical specimen. I think that's what I, when I watch the Pittsburgh, I'm always just like, man, look at him. He's an ex-safety and he's just fearless. Um, you saw the guy try to sneak on the Steelers practice you wearing mean, a jersey. Malo? Troy? Yeah. I saw Troy. Uh, has that ever happened before where fans somehow got on the field? I can't remember that ever happening. I really, I wish he would have got out there for a play. That would have been great. I wish he would have. You think people need that little check sometimes? Oh, I would love to. I would have loved him to go, let me go check Antonio Brown in 11 on 11 drill, and then you do a toss sweep to the running back right at him. Yeah, let's see it. Let's Go ahead. See you want to play did. tackle football? Let's see. A few other random stories. Yeah. Antonio Callaway, we talked about how good he looked. Yeah. Disciplining him by making him play 54 snaps. Is that typical? So this is the wide receiver for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Got in trouble with marijuana and some Bullets parts of, of guns in his car. Right. Uh, and the team disciplined him by making him play a lot. I, I totally want to call bullshit. All right, so there's two things. First of all, it is real that they would discipline you by making you play. So you've because, seen that before. Well, yeah, because the ballers, like, they want to be ballers. And they want to be, like, on the first or second team. And then I'm out hanging with the, the homies on the sideline. And we're watching the other scrubs out there where yeah. I chew my gum or, you know, spit sunflower seeds. Or eat hot dogs. Or eat hot dogs, which, yes, I certainly would have done in my day. A lot of people do. Yes. Preseason I mean, football. Hey, you got to know where to dogs. go to get them in the halftime. Though. Yes. See, and that's the best part. At halftime, nobody knows where they are. It's only this vets that know yeah and you got to go back into the the training room they keep them back there that's where i used to go but yes um uh what the hell are callaway we callaway uh, to me i take it as more they can say that as punishment it's called they're getting him in shape so he's ready in week three when he misses the first two games from suspension that's what i look at it and go they're gonna make sure he's ready to go when he's come back and you're gonna see him play a whole lot the next I three thought weeks. it was to get the fan base to go listen i know you're saying cut this guy we need to show you what he's capable of so that you don't beg for could him to be cut. some of that too could be he can take a slant 50 yes we don't have a lot of guys that can do that could could be that certainly and he was really good he i'm was. not gonna sit here and go like oh wow superstar no like he's not as explosive as a dj moore or some of those guys but still he's a 
starting NFL receiver and, and can be really damn good. And then Ramsey and Fowler getting suspended because Fowler... Ramsey was yelling at the media for defending Fowler, saying that he was getting too tough coverage, and they're both suspended for a preseason. Well, game. and then Ramsey, I mean, you can't yell at the media to stop filming. I mean, what, what are you like, Donald Trump? I'm going to control the media now. That's where well, I you just... know. Well, you know what it's like. These teams think that they have, con- especially the players, that I know. they run everything. I know. Uh, I mean, again, a fight in an NFL training camp when men are with each other 24 7 for 20 plus days in a row and you're all seeing each other fights like that happen all the time you just hope they don't happen in the middle of the field when it's that easy it's the end of practice and it's that easy to see who it is new york jets and washington got a fight yesterday fight right i mean those are going to happen they always do those type of fights that we just saw with dante fowler and yannick and gakwe i mean those are the things that you hope happen in the locker room. And they happen a lot in a locker room where guys are like, yeah, one thing said, they're testy, and they get into a verbal argument, and then they want to throw blows. Being at training camp this week, I completely understand why they're fighting. It is hot as hell out there, yeah. and I wasn't even wearing pads. And you're getting yelled at by coaches the entire time. Like exactly. I see why I could fight. You're fighting for your job. Dante Fowler's sitting there. Yeah, he is. It's his second day of practice. First of all, it's hard to stick up for him in this instance since he's the one that got suspended for the week. And Dante Fowler, how many fights has he been in? I mean, yeah. he's going to be suspended for the first game because of some fight he had out in the public anyways, right? Right. So that, Yannick Ngakwe... Probably looking at Dante going, damn, you made all this money, and I'm the guy you're supposed to be. I'm the one getting all the sex. I'm the third pick of the draft, and you're getting money. How hard is it to mend a relationship as teammates after that? They'll get it over it quick. Yeah, but like, that would be hard for me. That's going to take a week in the NFL locker room. And then does someone go, like, shake hands? It'll, nah, it'll just happen where something will happen good w- football-wise or whatever, and they'll they'll brush it under the rug. Now, they might always look at each other out of the corner of their eye to a degree, but it's not going to become an issue. It's just, hey, that those are some badasses on that defense. You, They are the league leader and alpha males on one defense. The last thing you want to do is, is kind of lock them up. Did the Seattle Seahawks used to fight with each other? All the time. I remember Akeem Tlaib and the Broncos fighting with each other, too. So that's what happens when you have that many studs on the field. I can't believe I almost forgot this. What? The Eagles signed Christian Hackenberg. And I don't know what to think. What do we always say? I mean, it's... They got to take a look at him. Oh, because me and our scout said he was good five years ago, and some team picked him in the second. And I know everybody thinks he sucked that's seen him in person, but... We're going to take a chance. This is what drives me crazy about quarterbacks that are high-round picks. You know why the Eagles are doing this? Why? Because they want Christian Hackenberg to get a Super Bowl ring before Dak Prescott. That's what's going to happen. Hackenberg is going to make this roster, and he's going to be a Super Bowl champion. And the Eagles are going to win back-to-back, and they're going to go, Oh, you like Dak? Well, we got Christian Hackenberg a Super Bowl before Dak Prescott. Yeah, that's the reason. That's the reason. (laughs) They're going to keep this guy as one of the 53 just to get him a ring and go, we could beat you guys with 52 spots on our roster and 53's old Hackenberg. What do you think? I, I, I think he's just a camp arm. I think a camp arm. Yes. Yeah, because Sunfeld right. and Foles were banged up. Right. But the problem is, is now the, the receivers are just going to be working on catching balls 10 yards over their head. It was a bad ball drill. Bad ball drill. Christian <laughs> Hackenberg. I, w- I was so surprised when that happened. I, I, I was and wasn't. But, yeah, I did think that the fact that he had, like, a cup of coffee with the Raiders, basically, that the rest of the league would be like, oh, okay, now it's the Jets and the Raiders. And the Jets gave him two years of doing nothing before they finally let it go. So, yes, it's just a camp arm. He's getting one more shot. We'll see. Uh, all right, I'm going to finish it up with uh, three random questions from one of our followers, Peter Chu. Uh, Peter said, I have some weird football questions, but they're very simple. Yeah. But they're questions that I would never ask you. I've never thought of these. Okay. Uh, first one is, when teams have home games, do they sleep at their own homes? Because when the Niners have a home game, they come off a team bus. Yes. No, most teams, uh, I believe actually all of them now in the NFL, sleep at a hotel. So then why do they show up in a bus? Because when they, oh, well, they might leave on a bus from the hotel. 
At a home game, you're saying? At a home game. Yeah, they they can do that, where guys go on the bus at the hotel. They might not want to drive to the game or do any of that because their wife's going to meet them at the game or their girlfriend's going to bring the oh. car or whatever. So then they go on the team bus. Not everybody does that. You know, what happens in a, in a home game, right? You get up in the morning. Let's just say it's a 1 o'clock Eastern game. Sure. And you're here on the East Coast. You get up. You're probably going to get up around like 7.30, right? Something like that. You're going to eat breakfast somewhere between 8 and 9.30. And then, Is that typically at your house? No, it's going to be usually at the facility. It's usually, I mean, at the hotel, they're going to have a huge room Wait, set so up. even though you're at home, you're staying in a hotel? Definitely. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. It's, I just said to you, you weren't listening to me. No, you, you said that they sleep at home. No, I said some teams used to sleep at home, but I think everybody in football sleeps at a hotel at their home oh. games. Yes, everybody. Did you like that? Um, yeah, I think it's necessary. I do think it's ne- I think it's the smart thing to do. My dad with Dan Reeves... At the end of his career, they the veterans could stay home, and he wow. used to be home on Saturday night. And I always thought it was so weird because I wasn't used to it. Because he's like in that mindset, and you're like, Dad, can yeah, we I know. Play? And he's watch, like, Let's home. watch Michigan Notre Dame, Dad. And yeah. he's like worried about Reggie White the next day. Um, but yes, I think every team stays in a hotel during oh. home games. They Interesting. Do. Yes, and then you have breakfast at the 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 hotel banquet room or whatever. Some guys might get up and just get up and go home, and their wife cooks them breakfast. Wow. But I think for the most part, guys eat it at the hotel, they take their time, and they drive over to the stadium and get to the stadium, let's say, you know, 10 o'clock, 1030, yeah. somewhere in that range. All right. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, that's why I like these questions. Yeah. Number two, all the coaches on the sideline have headsets. Can all of them communicate with each other, or only the head coach and OCDC can talk? I'm yeah. curious how it all works. Yes. They can all talk, okay? Uh, offense usually is only, like, the wide receiver. Receiver coach usually can't like buzz into the defensive coordinator. So he doesn't have that capability. He does not. He could talk to other guys in the offense. But what will happen with like wide receiver coaches, you'll see they'll have their thing on, but they might have the mic up because right. nobody wants to hear from them during the game. Right. Like until they're asked a question where the coach might be like, hey, is that third receiver still healthy? And then he's got to get on there and be like, yeah, coach, he's ready. He'll be ready to go gotcha. when you want to go 11 personnel. So the right. head coach is talking a lot. The head coach is talking both sides of the ball. Coordinators are Coordinators talking Coordinators are talking a whole lot. And then is anybody else getting on the mics? No, not really. I mean, for the most part, whether it's just some dialogue, but really the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. And can they hear each other? Uh, no, like the offensive defense, there's not going to be any crossover. Like you're like Josh McDaniels is not hearing what Matt Patricia is ta- saying. To, he's in, they're on a different line. Gotcha. Right? But Bill can listen Bill to Bill can both. switch over. That's why you'll see the head oh, coach do this. Oh, and they have this. a switcher on they the thing. They can switch back and forth to Didn't go where that. they need to. Yes. Interesting. Right. So everybody, the offensive defense are dominating the conversation. Yeah. The offensive coordinator usually going to have somebody in the booth that he trusts where he's might be like what coverage is that I wasn't sure and somebody up there unless he's up there right unless he's up there uh, that communication will go on but everybody else is really just listening from their orders from their offensive and defensive coordinator do they like say like (laughs) 10-4 like over and out no do they say hi do you think when they come on they're like hey Josh hey what's up Bill Uh, they do that no it's not like that do they say goodbye they're they're like Josh 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 and then you know yeah Bill yeah Bill yeah do you yeah. have any funny stories of like hearing the people talking to each other? Uh, I can't say that I can remember anything overall. I like these questions from Peter. They're like I've good. never thought of these questions yeah, before. Yeah, they're good. They're good basic ones that people don't think about. And he goes, and this is the weirdest question. Don't yes. judge me. Peter, we're not going to judge never. you. Never. Not us. Do locker rooms have enough showers for all the players, or do <laughs> players have to wait for others to be done showering? Yeah. This time of the year with 90, t- 90 players on the roster, there's not 90 showers. So, yes. So you're telling me there's 53 showers for 53 guys? No. That if they all wanted to go at the same time? Yeah, no. There's not. There's not 53. In the nice stadiums, let me just say, let's say there's maybe, I'm going to just like rough estimate 30 to 35 showers, mm. right? Which is usually plenty. Not everybody's running for the shower at the same time. Some guys are getting tape taken off. Some guys are doing media. Some guys might just be talking to a coach, whatever it may be. So for the most part, most stadiums are up to date with like the showers. But yeah, you're not there's not 53 shower heads for everybody to take one all at the same time. Interesting question. Yes. yes. When you go to an away game, yeah. is it purposefully disgusting in be, their locker rooms? It, like, do they make it bad? Like do they make it bad showers and bad lockers for you? They make it not as good. It's not bad. It's like, the isn't NFL. Like is there one that they make it pink? 
Uh, that was, I mean, man, Kansas State, I believe, did that when I went and played there in college. Like they uh, make the whole locker College pick. really does that crap more than the NFL. Oh. The NFL is like the professional. The league runs a lot of these things. So they're not bad. There's just not the amenities. They're not as good, right? Like the shower is not quite as strong, right? Yeah, like I would make all of the showers super leaky. Yeah, right. Like leaky no water no pressure. Hot water. That would piss off a team badly, certainly. Yeah. But yeah, and then some teams, like I told you, in the away locker rooms, they have their own trash barrel because they don't even want to let the stadium or that team have the trash, right. right? So, like, if we were Tampa and we were going to play the Houston Texans in preseason game number three, it was our trash. We were taking the trash back with us. We weren't going to let them see it at all. And, yeah, I mean, you, I've heard stories about, you know, the Baltimore Ravens when they went into New England Stadium. I've heard that they wand down the locker room wow. with FBI stuff to make sure they're not being bugged. They bring their own garbage, all that things. You know, bring your own garbage to the away locker room because there has been stories about opposing teams going, I mean, to the away hotel, going to the away hotel when the team is left and then going into their dining room and going, let me see if any of these idiots left out their first 10 plays or first 15 plays around. Yes. Uh, I just realized three hours ago, Phil Sims tweeted, getting ready for some football space question mark. (laughs) And uh, deep thoughts by the big fucker. I love the idea of Sims being like, I need to interact more with my social media. <laughs> Christopher, Christopher, you ever use this Twitter to put out a question? People answer. Don't do it, Dad. Uh, we are going tomorrow yes. uh, to get our absolute face beaten in. Uh, I don't know if it's 100 percent confirmed, but I'm going to shoot my shot and hope the universe follows through. Oh, Josh, telling me not to. The mother hand comes There is a very, very good chance that we will have a very, very special guest for Wednesday's podcast. Josh, who has the confidence of a uh, flea, uh, does not want us to announce it. Of a dying snail. That's the level of his confidence. Fleas are probably pretty confident. Uh, I feel pretty good. Oh, you think a snail's confident? I know. I said oh, a, flea a flea is pretty confident. Yeah, yeah. just hop on up. Yeah, they probably. Right. But Wednesday could be really, really special. So stay tuned. You're going to see updates at Sims and Lefko, all forms of social media, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, the amount of interaction that you guys had with us on the tour was awesome. I know we picked up a ton of new followers. Uh, so welcome. Uh-oh. Uh, what? Breaking news. Say it. It's not good for you. Alshon Jeffrey might not play the first week of the year. First might six. might be on PUP. They're saying first six weeks. Sorry. Close the yearbook on 2017. We'll see if that you have the balls to pick against the Eagles. And then in the next few weeks, guys, we're going to be making our season-long predictions. We're going to have to each pick our uh, our playoff teams. We're going to pick our MVP, Rookie of the Year, all that stuff. That'll that's be coming in the next. Up. Yeah, be in the, I like to do it right after week three of the preseason. Yeah, I think that's That's, that's when that's I fair. feel like we know the most. Uh, so for Sims. Peace out, homies. Uh, for uh, Mr. Fendrick. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, everybody. And uh, for the L-E-F-K-O-E, man, we will holler at you guys uh, later. Holla, 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 holla. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hit us up on the Reddit. Hit us up Twitter, Instagram, at Sims and Lefko. You guys are dope. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace.